Welcome to Christchurch Winchester's Advent Podcast 2020. My name is Amanda Dennis and today is Friday the 18th of December. Today we're looking at the heart of the Gospel of Jesus Christ. The Apostle Paul, in his letter to the Galatian Church, tells us that when we put our faith in Jesus, we are given the gift of the Holy Spirit who comes to live in us. The Holy Spirit speaks into our hearts and tells us who we are, that we are God's children, his precious sons and precious daughters. It's good news, but is it too good to be true? Can God really want me in his family when he looks at me and sees all the things I keep getting wrong? Can he really love me when he sees the real me? Surely there must be more to it than that. Surely I need to try to really hard to do things to make myself a better person, make God love me more. Paul writes to the Christians in the church in Galatia, in what's now modern day Turkey, to strongly counter these sorts of ideas that were creeping into the hearts and minds of Galatian Christians. Paul's letters aren't always easy to understand, so I'm going to start with a bit of background. Paul, on his first journey, had preached the gospel of grace and seen many people put their faith in Jesus. But soon after he moved on, false teachers moved in. These false teachers said that Paul was not a real apostle and they challenged the gospel he had preached. They said it was only half a gospel. It was not enough to put your faith in Jesus and receive salvation as a free gift from God. There were things that the Galatians needed to do. If they wanted to live lives that were truly pleasing to God, they needed to observe the Jewish law set out in the Old Testament, especially the rules about being circumcised. Paul wrote his letter to counter these false teachings that had seeped into the Galatian church. Paul says we are justified and made right with God, not by observing the works of the law, but by faith in Jesus. It's that simple. Paul looks back to the promise made by God to Abraham in Genesis. He asserts that it was when Abraham put his trust in God, when Abraham put his faith in God, that Abraham was counted by God to be righteous. Abraham didn't need to obey the law to have a relationship with God. The law didn't even exist in the time of Abraham. The law was introduced centuries later in the time of Moses. The key to salvation and relationship with God was faith, putting our trust in God himself and in his promises to us. This was true in Abraham's day and it was still true for the Galatians. But something had changed since Abraham's day. What had changed was that God had now sent his son Jesus. Paul explains to the Galatians that the law did have a purpose. Its purpose was to lead us to Jesus so that we would put our trust in him. The law shows us our sinfulness and selfishness. Paul says it's a bit like a child who has a tutor. The tutor can tell the child what he or she is doing wrong and what is selfish and the tutor can discipline the child. But the tutor has no power to change the nature of that child. The child is no better off than a slave in a Roman household. 
But then we get the wonderful news of the coming of Jesus. Paul writes in Galatians chapter 4, verses 4 to 6. But when the set time had fully come, God sent his son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those under the law, that we might receive adoption to sonship. Jesus came just at the right time. The Roman road system was well developed. Greek was widely spoken throughout the Roman Empire. Both of these meant the gospel could spread quickly in the decades following Jesus' death. But crucially, it was also the time when the law had done its work of preparing people for the Christ as they longed for the freedom that only he could bring. So when the time was right, God sent his son. Jesus is God's son. He is divine, fully God. Yet he was born of a woman, born of Mary. Jesus is fully God and fully human. He was born to a Jewish mother in a Jewish state, living under the Jewish law. Throughout Jesus' life, he submitted to all the requirements of the law. He succeeded where everybody else had failed and fully met the requirements of the law. Jesus was uniquely qualified to redeem and set free those who were under the law. The law had acted like a tutor, pointing out our sin and selfishness. We were like slaves, unable to free ourselves. Jesus took the punishment that we deserve for all our sin and selfishness so that we could be set free from slavery. In our culture, we often think of freedom as being totally independent, free to do what we want, free to think what we want, free to go where we please. It's a life where we're not constrained by anything. This is not the freedom the gospel of Jesus envisages. God has planned something far more wonderful far more satisfying, far more exciting. God's plan was for us to become part of his family, to become his beloved children. His plan was to make his home in us by the presence of the Holy Spirit. Paul writes in Galatians 4, 6, Because you are his sons, God sent the spirit of his son into our hearts, the spirit who calls out, Abba, Father, the Holy Spirit ministers the wonderful truth into our hearts that we are God's children, passionately loved by God, accepted and loved just as we are. When we put our faith in Jesus, we're set free from a life of sin and selfishness into a relationship of love. We turn from the insecurity of independence to the security of dependence on our Heavenly Father, our provider and our defender, we become part of God's family. The Holy Spirit will pour God's love into our hearts and we will desire more and more to live a life that pleases God as the Spirit works in us to transform us to be more and more like Jesus. Let's pray. Jesus, we greet you with wonder. You are precious beyond mere words. Our world needs your presence now more than ever. I gladly take up the angel's song of good news, joy and peace. Let kings bow down, let all creation marvel. Let this love story ring out for all to hear. Amen. <laughs>